Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two on Mobius Ministries podcast as we are talking about Earth's trials with my friend Justin. Hello. <laughs> um, if you guys have not listened to part one, please go listen to it. Do you want to elaborate on why they should listen to it? Uh, you should go back to listen to my poem. That is yeah. very, very, very helpful. And so that we can understand context of my message. You guys, if I had a penny, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to say that the, the lowest amount of money, a penny for every time I said that, I might be able to buy the Lexus that I want. <laughs> and if that's greed in me, Lord, forgive me. But anyway, okay, we're going to open in prayer and then we're going to get, we're going to kind of backtrack here about what we talked about in part one. And then we're going to talk about what we're going to get into and we'll figure it out. So. Father, we love you so much, and I thank you that you're here with us, Lord. Um, God, I thank you for the breath in our lungs that you give us. I just pray for a reverence for your name to be made known on today's episode. As we dive into part two, Lord, your word says that you are looking for people who will tremble at your words, and I pray that we would do that as we look deeper into your word today. Make us humble. I pray for those that have had a bad mental health day or are having a really good day. Father, I pray that their intimacy with the Holy Spirit would just grow And if the person listening doesn't know you, Lord, Father, I pray your kindness would lead them to repentance, bring them into salvation. Let your deliverance be made known among the nations. And I pray that you would just set people free today in today's episode in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, these are some verses, so, uh, let me kind of backtrack here, actually. Um, we just went through Justin's poem, and we connected Justin's poem with certain verses that we do believe were kept in context. Justin and I worked on this, uh, message on two different occasions, and we looked at scriptures, and we, um, made sure they were kept in context. Um, there were a few things that we had to take out and edit and stuff like that, but, um, now we just really hang on to James 3 where James says there's a stricter judgment on teachers and not only the, the, the only the only thing to remember is to keep scripture in context but also just saying the right things that's another part of it it's a big part of it um, of course I think discipleship is a big key as well you know if you just want to be a pastor and just go and preach but not disciple I think that's an issue that's a big red flag to me honestly um so we're just going to get into uh, some verses that Justin showed me that can help us through trials uh, for us to find hope in and to find encouragement through life's twists and turns. Philippians 1.9, or I'm sorry, 1.19 through 30, and I am going to... Oh, okay. All right. So, verses 19 through 30. Um, there are a few notes that Justin and I are going to be sh- that Justin and I are going to be sharing. 
Um, so we're going to be like speaking the scripture and then sharing out and then going back to the scripture and then sharing the note. So um, Philippians 1 19 starting in verse 19 says yes and I will rejoice for I know that th- through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ this will turn out for my deliverance. As we look at this verse, we can see that God uses our prayers in moments of interceding for other members in the body of Christ. Deliverance at the end of verse 19 can translate into preservation, safety, or salvation. Once we see that as the definition, verse 20 makes a lot more sense. And it reads as, It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not not at all be ashamed but that with full courage now as always Christ will be honored in my body whether by life or by death and so when you see the life or death it, it, it makes sense where he's talking about salvation right here does that make a little bit of sense what I'm trying to connect there yeah okay so in the midst of if we look at the context while Paul is in jail writing to the church in Philippi he explains what he is rejoicing in and that he will be rescued from it eventually. And that, that where, how do we know he's being rescued? It's going back to that, um, that word deliverance, which translates into safety, preservation, or salvation. Through the gift of salvation, which will bring Paul into heaven uh, when he does. He says he will not be ashamed because I have honored Jesus with my life through apostleship and will honor it when I die for what Jesus has given me. So Paul knows that he's going to be persecuted for being a Christian, but he knows that there is going to be such an eternal reward for it. And it's going to go on for all of eternity. Did you have a thought on that? I just, the thing that pops pops in my mind is... Uh, there was a uh, pastor on a stage uh, on a video, I don't know, Facebook or whatever, oh, YouTube. Sure. It was the um, the string. I don't know if you remember that one. The string. And there was the and red the, tape the, at the yeah, end. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Francis Chan, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. It's a great illustration. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, do you want to elaborate on <laughs> what he explained? Uh, so he had the huge, he had this white huge rope on the stage, and it just kept going and going and going. And on one end of it, it was like uh, I'm gonna say maybe the whole thing was like 20 feet. Sure. And I'm gonna say like the last like three inches he had in red. And it was like red tape. Red tape. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he compared it to. Um, our lives on earth that the red tape is our 80 years or so on earth and there is a lot more to our lives than some of us expect Mm. or have a knowledge of yeah and then the rest of the white rope is for eternity Mm -hmm. it goes on and on and on it's a great it's a really great illustration that he uses because sometimes we can enjoy our lives a little bit too much on earth and we forget about what we're actually living for. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just, I'll just speak for myself because I've definitely got caught up in that. And so I've been trying to, yeah, haven't I, we all <laughs> yeah, sure. I've been doing a lot better at really like in revelation. I think it's revelation 22 where it talks about like the new Jerusalem 
the new heavens and the new earth that's going to come when we enter to be with Jesus in the end. Seeing how glorious that's all going to be, and it's all going to be down here on earth. And Anyway, so Justin shared with me when we worked on this podcast that there are moments, or do you want to read I, that part? I just had a random thought. Yeah, go ahead, dude. I just think it's weird how God can... The God will make a new heaven, which makes sense. Sure. Says, but new earth. Why earth? That's just going back to trials again, isn't it? Or or no, wait, wait a minute. No, the new earth was, was going to be perfect, correct? You mean in the Garden of Eden? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was. <clears throat> You're right. But the second creation is going to be better because there's going to be no Adam and Eve making that first sin. At least I hope There'll so. There'll be no Satan either. He'll be in hell at that point. True. Um, so I've definitely had that same question run through my <laughs> mind, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, like I told your brother earlier, I've been learning from that verse in Job. I don't want to speak on things I don't know too much about. Because mm-hmm. that's what God really put Job down. He's like, you're speaking about things you don't know anything about, bro. You need to repent. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll find out, though. Yeah. In the end. For sure. And I think, like, at the end of the day, we know that, that this book is trustworthy and that whatever God says, it will happen, no matter what. Random fact. Six, yeah. 66 books in the Bible. You're right. There is 66 books. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to read the blue part here, or do you want me to read it? Uh, I guess you can read it. Okay. So Justin actually shared this with me when we worked on this podcast, and I'm connecting this with um, the verse in uh, Philippians, what we just read. There are moments where we can have leniency, which is ordered by the Lord in certain situations. But we can also have circumstances where the discipline of the Lord can put us in a very uncomfortable put us in very uncomfortable situations to trust in him and lean on him more through more humility. It seems Paul continues to have that same type of attitude here in Philippians. Justin also said, even though God sometimes gives us choices to make in certain situations that we can make without a consequence, there can also be circumstances where we have no control And with that, I also have been put in a place that I can be content with God's love for me in those tough moments. And I love that because we can really see that right there is evident in what Paul is going through. Um, He sees himself in this tough circumstance, but he's like, I know that when I die, he says, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So it's like, I think when, it, when he says to live is Christ, I think I think what he means by that is like when he says in Galatians that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I think that's what he means. And then to die is gain. What am I gaining? I'm gaining heaven. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything I've waited for. And the throne that Jesus says that I'll be able to sit on. It's Revelation um, 3. He says those who overcome will be able to sit on my throne because I overcame and I was able to sit on my father's throne. So that's another thing that we're going to be able to wait for is like, like, are you kidding me? Like, 
I will actually be able to sit on God's throne. Where in Revelation, I think it's four or five, where John says that there were too many angels to count around his throne. That's like, like that's actually happening right now. And it's here with us right now. Like God's here. So, oh my gosh. And we get so caught up in all this materialistic bull crap. Like, oh my gosh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> need to repent. Anyway, <laughs> okay. I think you have a penny every time you said repent. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. So here, so here it is. I'm, I, this is the next verse, verse 21. For me to live is Christ and die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that that means fruitful labor, fruitful labor for me. Yet which I choose, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. Now, I think what he means by the end of verse 22 there is when he's going to die. He can't tell. He doesn't really know. And the Holy Spirit could reveal that to him, but that's in the will of God. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Now, your account there is speaking towards the church that he's writing to. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have, you may have ample, because... To glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. So I've heard some commentaries on verse 21, and I've never understood what it means. I'm reading from my notes now. I think I just kind of interpreted what it means, but what it means to live is Christ and die is gain. I'm going to... I'm literally going to say what I just said now, but I've, I've done that here on my podcast. I will literally, like, read a note, and then I'll go off note, and then I'll read exactly what I just said. Like, gosh... Okay. Some of you know we just went through Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It reads out of the ESV, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I, I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So based on Philippians 1.21, it seems Paul is elaborating on Christ working through him to have good works. That means that that's what it means to live as Christ. Paul has died to his old self. It is Christ who lives in him. Now, why is it a, a gain to die? Because you gain eternal life, which we went over previously, that Greek translation of the word that translates into deliverance. Um, Justin thoughts, Justin's thoughts on verse 21 exist... Oh. Existing is than living. Justin thoughts on verse I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna read verse twenty one real quick. Um oh. For me to live is Christ and die is gain. Justin's interpretation or thoughts on that verse is exist is different than living. Existing just means that you're there, out and about. But when you live, you show the good fruits of your salvation through Christ. And I like that a lot, actually. Um, so, 
continued in Philippians 1 verse 27 only let your manner be only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents that is a clear sign to them for, of their destruction but of your salvation and that from God for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him but also suffer for his sake engage in the same conflict that you saw I had and now here that I still have so when he says here that I still have he's talking about the kind of things he's going through when he's in prison which is obviously he's do being f- do you feel like this connects back to suffering connects back with the uh, destruction of the Jews or not only the Jews um, it could be I don't know that's interesting I'm not sure that's in my poem. If you go back to part yeah, one, yeah, no, I I remember. I just I don't want to speak on things I don't know too much about. Um, I kind of I do kind of get what you're trying to click there, though. I gotcha. Um, these are words that I feel can really help us feel safe in Christ in the midst of suffering and trials, and so it's really interesting here because. Verse 29, where it says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Paul says the same thing in 1 Thessalonians. He says that it was it was appointed to you guys that you would suffer. And so, here's, here's how I think about that. If I am a member in that church in Philippi or Thessalonica, and I'm being told that, I find that really comforting because it's like, okay, I'm not actually doing something wrong. <laughs> because there are moments where like we can go through trials and be like, oh my gosh, like, did I do something wrong? Is this God punishing me? Is there unrepented sin in my life? And a lot of the times I think it's just maybe God making us more conform to the image of Christ, which is like, I think the biggest part of that is humility. And I'm um, going through trials, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons we go through trials is for God to humble us. Honestly, I've just I've I've been through too much of that, dude. I, gosh. So, in the midst of when we do struggle with a sin that is hard for us to repent from and never go back to it again, I feel Galatians 5 can really help us out. Galatians 5, 16 through 18, out of the Amplified. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek Him, and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, uh, which responds impulsively without regard for God and His precepts. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the Spirit, and the desire of the Spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition of each, of each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not a subject to the law. That's probably my favorite verse in Galatians right there. And when you look at this 
in context, it makes sense because the whole context of Galatians, there were teachers coming into the, there, there, were, there were actually, there were many churches in the city of Galatia, and they were telling them, if you're not circumcised and follow the law of Moses, you can't follow Jesus. And Paul hears this, and this is where he writes this whole letter um, to the many churches in Galatia and says, like, they are wrong, and he actually calls them, he calls them false brothers. It's really, it's really crazy, because even at the end of... That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the letter, Paul's like, I wish that they would just emasculate themselves. Do you know what that means? It means, like, to cut ones. Okay, that's my thought. Yeah. It's like, wow, Paul, like, the Holy Spirit let you say that? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> After that transformation? Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Saul of all. Oh my gosh. Um, so the reason I bring up Galatians 5 is like when we go through trials of trying to get out of a certain sin and we and we don't want to do it. Beloved, there's a verse that really helps me, that really helped me early on in my struggle with pornography. Paul says in Romans 7, and we're going to read Romans 7, 23 out of the Amplified here in a second. Tissues. Was it? Okay. I just hit a box of tissues on the ground. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being a Kramer. <laughs> if you guys, do you know what that means? It's a, uh, from a show, it's right? It's from Seinfeld. He's like okay. the biggest klutz. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Where was I? Oh, so Romans, Paul says, if you, if you, if you sin... I'm paraphrasing. If you sin, but you don't, and you don't like that, he says it's not you; it's the sin living in you. That is like such a relief because we think like there's this, there's a, there is a issue with me, dude. No, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. Justin's just going to his room for a second. There was a quote that I had, and I'm trying to find it. Oh, sure. I thought it was good. You try and find it, I'll elaborate on this. So, like, beloved, if there is a certain thing that you're struggling with, and you're trying to get out of it, and you hate it, I'm not saying that you're not doing this, but I would really challenge you, like, open your heart up before the Lord in that. Be vulnerable with God. You have no idea how much that touches God's heart when you are vulnerable with him. You are open and honest. There is this talk in the church that's been going on for a long time now. Not a long time, but quite some time for the majority of the body of Christ to, to, hear, to hear about it. Is this false sense of humility. And it's like not being vulnerable before the Lord. And I'm just going to say it again. This is something we have to repent from. I'm sorry. So, anyway... Right. Well, the, yeah, go ahead. The quote that I, I thought of, um, God gave it this to me. Um, you may feel closer to God than you think. It may feel like God is not there because there are two factors in your mind that may be holding you back from getting closer to God. So number one, 
the devil comes after you makes you feel that you're unclean to be close to God and number two being close to close to God yourself makes you feel makes you look at yourself as unclean in comparisons a double whammy you're right yeah I remember you sending that to me and that really I think about I think it's Isaiah 6 where Isaiah goes to heaven and he's like oh my gosh he's like I'm a man of unclean lips and he sees his sin and there's there's a um there's a seraphim which is like one of the like top ranked angels and he gets a coal and he puts it on his mouth and he's like your your iniquity your sin is forgiven I think I remember that yeah it's really beautiful okay Romans 7:23 out of the amplified uh, Paul says but I see a different law and rule of action in the members of my body in its appetites and desires waging war against the law of my mind and subduing me and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is within my members so I want to elaborate on my relapse that I had with pornography back in January at the end of you're good um, end of last year I was like alright you know what coming into 2022 I'm not watching porn coming into this new year and I was so confident in that. And there's a verse about this. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 12, I'm pretty sure it is. If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And oh yeah, by the way, I, I am keeping that scripture in context because Paul's talking about sexual immorality. He's talking about um, Israel falling into their mistakes of sexual immorality. And he's talking about like, avoid their mistakes don't go back to it and that's the verse that says um that says like um god will not uh tempt you more than whatever and then people take it out of context and they'll use it for like trials when paul's talking about sexual immorality (laughs) okay anyway and so when i did relapse i literally was like dude how many times have I had a month, three months, five months, six months, nine months? And there comes my poem again. Why do I keep sinning? <laughs> Why do I keep entertaining myself with the same sin? You're right. And uh, you know what? The one verse that I did experience a lot in my struggle with pornography is, um, I think it's Second Corinthians five or Second Corinthians seven. Paul says that godly sorrow leads to repentance. It's really, really beautiful. Second uh, Corinthians uh, twelve seven through ten, Paul says, "So to keep me from becoming con- conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited." Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it would that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gad- gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 
for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, do you want to read that part? Or do you want me to read it? Well, I just wanted to say, just like yeah. the word uh, when when you said weakness, it kind of reminded me of um, there's a guy on on YouTube. Um, he talks about uh, hating the church, but loving Jesus. Hmm. Okay. What does he mean by that? Well, one of his quotes that he says in there I thought was good says that if Jesus walked up to your church today, would they actually let him in? I thought that was a good quote that he said. But another thing he said about church is um, church is not a place to show off. It's a place for... It's actually a hospital. You're right. That's what Jesus says. He... Yeah, 100%. Um, he says, have I not come for the sick? Um, so you're right. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, verse 10 is an opposite. Verse 10 is an opposite thinking than the world looks at weakness. It is all about trusting God through all situations and circumstances. I was born... Oh, that, oh that's... Oh, that was That's me. your... My bad. Okay. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, how did you mix that up? I don't know. I was like, I was not born with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me, like, putting a burden on you either. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Joking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know my heart. You knocked that off. Oh. Yeah, we're not done. No. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. Okay, um, we've got... How much longer? Ver verse 10. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Man, we worked hard on this, dude. We've... That's all right. Okay, Justin's going to read his part now. Wait, I'm a little confused how verse 10 goes into that. Um... Okay, so I'll, I'll elaborate. I'll, I'll elaborate on that, and then you can read from there down. Okay. Okay. Uh, verse ten, where it says, "For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses." So I want to elaborate on that. The the world will look at that, and they they think like, "Oh, I'm weak, and I can't do this, and I can't do that." It's almost like we, and I've, I've said this here on my podcast before, but like we almost have a Moses moment where Moses is like, you got the wrong guy. I can't do this. I stutter. But God's like, it's almost like this is playing out in Moses's life. Like I okay, am I a, and so, but the world may think like, you know, they look at their weaknesses and they're like, how can I do this? So that's where Paul tells us to. Not be conformed by the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? We, we, we ground ourselves in the word of God, and we let that Psalm 119, we, we let um, God's lamp be a, excuse me, a lamp unto our feet. <laughs> so, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. All right, so... Um 
Uh, I guess I'll start back up here. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's an opposite thinking that the, then the world looks at weakness. It is not, it, it is all about trusting in God throughout all situations and circumstances. I was born with seizures and suffered through that in the first uh, six years of my life. Uh, this year I have been through, I have been, uh, what is that word? Rough? Uh, rough. Yeah. Rough, okay. I have been rough with three close family members dying. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> no, it's okay. Rough being. Th oh, this year has been rough, comma, with three uh, family members dying and t uh, totaling my car. Uh, this year, a car accident this year, uh, that was kind of tough, um, but I would say the most would be the three family members, uh, dying this year, which was, um, one was, uh, old life, the other one was, um, was COVID-19, which we think it is, but we're not sure. Mm. Uh, we think it might might have been uh, starts with a P, but it starts an N. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. We yeah. think it was pneumonia, um, and then the other one, uh, just random heart attack out of nowhere. So, fifty-five years old. My uncle, he uh, just got married for about a year. Oh wow! And now my my aunt is a widow twice now. Twice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, Justin. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there right now that that really helps. Yeah. So. My my mom's going through a lot because my uh, it's her her mom and her brother are um, haven't passed away, so. Uh, and her father, my grandfather, passed away when she was 18, before I was born, so I never got to meet my grandfather. But people say I look, my family members on her side say I look exactly like him. Oh, wow. <laughs> huh. So it's almost like bittersweet, almost the way I guess. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing that, Justin. Um... That's really going to help a lot of people out. Well, let's keep Justin and his family in our prayers, everyone. Um, I think Psalm 91.4 is really a verse that we can really rest in in the midst of trials. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your wall. So, of course, your shield and your wall are used as, as, as metaphors. But it says he will cover you with the feathers under his wings says you will find refuge in that it's almost like it's automatic there's no getting around it it's true it's a promise of god that will never be shaken and never be changed um do you want me to read your thoughts on second corinthians 5 17 because you're sure 
Okay. Um, so, Justin's thoughts on 2 Corinthians 5.17, it reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... So, that's the first part. If anyone is in Christ. Which means not everyone is. Paul says, He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Justin's thoughts are, You are into a new creation in God's name and be like Lot and don't turn back. We'll elaborate on what Justin means by that in a second. But God knows our sinful ways and there is no sin that he hasn't seen the devil puts out signs on the side of the road to heaven saying road closed oh my gosh wow that's really good <laughs> um and so where he talks about where justin talks about don't be like lot or i think it was i think it was actually lot's wife that turned around and she became a pillar of salt yeah so it's like don't turn back to what like paul says to put on your new man in christ don't go back to what christ has already called you out from you know and i could quote that verse like don't go back to your old vomit but again i think i've 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 already elaborated that that is actually out of context because it's talking about false teachers it's second peter 2 but um that's not so i'm not going to say that i'm going to refute that um there he is that's my grandpa yeah, you do look a lot like it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. Sorry. So yeah, like off topic. No, that's cool, dude. Um. <laughs> the devil. I love your part where it says the devil puts out signs on the side of the road to heaven, saying "road closed," and it's like, you know. So I just got done house sitting for someone for about five days and it was really nice i reflected on a lot the lord taught me a lot i can say this one didn't come from me in particular i added a little bit but it came from caleb so just wanted to throw it oh yeah good no it's not it's not fully me so Mm. um i think like there's a verse that i can connect with that like paul says in Saint Corinthians, he's like the wisdom that you learned. It's not like special. Like everyone deserves to hear the same thing. So don't feel like, like what Caleb learned. They're like, oh, that's my special wisdom. Like Paul, <laughs> Paul says, like that is so wrong. That is so like, again, you need to repent. So, anyway, um, but I like your take. Like, okay, so I'm gonna go back to what I was saying. I was house sitting for someone. And uh, I watched The Passion of the Christ over this past week. And, um, of course I cried. And I was just like, I cannot believe Jesus actually did this. Oh my gosh. The pain and the suffering he went through, like... I'm speechless at that point. Like how someone would actually go through that. And I don't have my own car right now, and I complain about it. Like... Oh my gosh, again, it's just like, Josiah, you need to repent. (laughs) And I have, I mean, I've put that into practice and I've been like, Lord, thank you for the car that I have now that I'm sharing with my brother. Because I could just be stuck at home all day and not work and then, then Lord knows what would happen. But but that's not the case. (laughs) But the enemy, like, sees what happened with Jesus. And yeah, he's going to do his best now to, like, 
try and like Paul says um, that the enemy has a veil over unbelievers eyes and so it's like he's gonna do his best to keep that there but that veil can only be removed by the Holy Spirit of course because it's a spiritual aspect of that point so we're recording on 40 minutes now so let's try and finish this in 20 minutes okay James 1.12, Blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God, is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres when tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. When we go through trials, it is important to know what an honor it is to respond in a way that is worthy of the gospel that we receive from Jesus through the apostles' teachings. Uh, for moments of trying to find hope in the midst of suffering or tough circumstances, we can look at uh, these verses. John 16:33 out of the Amplified, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, in the world you have tribulation. He doesn't say you might have. He says you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous. Be confident. I, I don't. I don't know if you said it. I think you said it after our part one. But Justin called it um, Godfidence. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like I really like that. So like, I, yeah. Be. I've heard it once, and I thought it was really good. Instead of confidence, it's Godfidence. Yeah. So like, be confident in the Lord. Um, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. If something is abiding, it means it can't move. It's there. And so in Jesus' victory, if Jesus' victory is abiding, it means it can never be moved. Why does he sit on his throne? Because there is no reason to get back up again. Oh, oh, oh. ouch. I, got, I know I got that a couple weeks ago from the Holy Ghost. I was like, dude, that's good. Um, other than once he comes back for his second time for his bride, that's the only reason. But there's no reason to get back up again because sin is finished. Oof. Gosh, yeah, I really feel the fear of the Lord every time I say that, dude. I got that a couple weeks ago. That was not for me, dude. That was the Holy Spirit, and I was like, that, that that's one. really good. That was a good one. Yeah. Romans 5, 3 through 5. This is a verse that I've been really pondering on and praying over myself and praying over the body of Christ. And not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, and trouble produces patient endurance. And endurance, proven character, spiritual maturity, and proven character, hope, and confident assurance of eternal salvation. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Okay, now beloved, I want to be really clear on this because this next part, this, this next point I have, I think is a really clear revelation of looking at trials in this particular way because when I was shown trials in this way what i'm about to explain it has been such a like radical relief and so i was in prayer on tuesday a couple weeks ago 
and I looked at my circumstances in life and had a thought of fear come in of what if I'm doing something wrong and this is my punishment for it. As much as it may feel that way sometimes in the refiner's fire through tough seasons, God's intentions behind these tough circumstances are much greater. Most of the time, God puts us in these difficult seasons to grow our faith and our trust in Him. When I was in prayer on Tuesday, I casted my anxiety on Him and I felt the Holy Spirit say, what if you're not really doing anything wrong, but rather I am disciplining you to put the right things into practice to remain holy and have an attitude of the right endurance through tough seasons. What if you're only in this Josiah to just keep doing the right things? What if you're not actually doing anything wrong? What if I actually, like like David says, like God test me? And that Hebrew word, I don't know the Hebrew word, but, the, but the, one of the definitions through that word is to prove. And we can see God did that with Job, that God proved that his faith went forth. And Job 23.10 says that as I have been tested, I will come forth as gold. So as God tests me, and as I go through these things, he's probably just doing it. He might not be. There may be issues in your heart that God wants to work on. But what if he just wants you to have the right endurance? And so when I heard the Holy Spirit say that, because obviously I've told you, I've told you guys here on my podcast, I've worked through my father wounds over the past little while. I've worked on forgiveness issues. I've worked on my codependency, my people-pleasing my pornography addiction. I mean, I've worked on a ton of stuff and that's all through the discipline of the Lord. But I heard the Holy Spirit continue to say, I am having you in a place of waiting right now so you can be placed somewhere just in the right time. Now that, that, now that may not be the case every time. Sometimes God has us in trials to truly show us our issues in life. In Revelation 3, Jesus rebuked the church in Laodicea for their lukewarmness. They were rich and they thought they were in need of nothing. And Jesus showed them that they were absolutely wrong and he was encouraging them to repent from this type of attitude. Um, Speaking on money, um, this is Justin's thought, but there's a difference between liking and loving money and always remembering where you were and where you are going even though the mountains and valleys throughout your journey with the Lord. Does that make sense what I just said or no? I don't think it did. Speaking of speaking of money, there's a difference between liking and loving money and always remember where you are and where you are going to where you're going to be, maybe. Uh, even through the moments yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that does make sense. The valleys. Mountain valleys throughout your journey with the Lord. So essentially, I think what I'm saying is through your through the mountains and the valleys that you go on with the Lord through certain journeys, there's a difference between liking and loving money. Paul Paul says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And he's actually quoting a proverb right there. Actually, I just learned that a couple weeks ago. Um, but kind of what I'm referring to is the money aspect of it in the beginning of it. Is that, yes, money can buy ev- 
everything. You can buy a, a lot of things. Sure. Um, but uh, I feel like that <coughs> that like the love of money is not really money itself. It's the love of money. Yes, you kind of have to. F- I f- I've been struggling with. Why do I need money? Why do I need this? God will take care of me. But another side of things, you gotta think about. You gotta take that first step. You gotta sure. get out there and do the work, do the job. You have to get out there because, in the beginning of the world, God gave Adam and Eve a job. You're right. He did. He did. That's really good. So. I like that. Yeah, Romans 8.18 out of the Amplified, For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Some of you know, uh, a few weeks ago, I shared a message that I want to teach about, um, about awaiting the new Jerusalem, that sometimes we can love our lives on earth too much and we forget what we are actually living for. We can enjoy our lives and the will of God here on earth. I, sh- I shared that, how that's actually a quote from Mike Bickle. Um, but one day, we will either be with God or not in the end. Mike Bickle says that we have to hate our lives outside of the will of God, but love it inside of the will of God. Based on Romans 8.18, it seems Paul continues to put his hope and joy in what is to come when Jesus comes back. Um, James 1, 2 through 4 out of the Amplified, consider it, Consider it nothing but joy, and I, I like the translation, joy there translates into gladness in the Greek, and uh, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace, and let endurance have its perfect result, and do a thorough work, so that you may be perfect, which is that Greek word teleos, and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. Let's try and finish this up here in 10 minutes. How much longer do we have to go? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I have to share the gospel at the end as well. I do that at the end of every episode. Um, Justin showed me the verse. We worked on this episode together, and it's awesome because we just went through this book, and it was so insightful. Sometimes it can be very hard to have endurance in tough seasons, but Think about what God says about you in moments like those when you're having the right endurance in tough seasons. Think about what God says about you. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you if you don't have the right endurance, but rather think about what a joy it is to, even though he loves me no matter what, I still get to love him. What is he? It's just that that, that verse in 1 John that he loves me because... I, we, we love him because he first loved us. And, um, let's see. Um, sometimes it can be very hard to have endurance in tough seasons. I'm just re- rereading my note again. But think about what God says about you in those moments. For me, in my tough circumstances, I continue to go to intercessory prayer Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays preparing long messages for my podcast, fasting and praying in secret, going to church, and many other things. 
I definitely haven't been perfect in having endurance every time, but when I have done the right endurance, it's only by God's grace. Um, Psalm 73, 3, 3, 3 through 6 out of the Amplified, For I was envious of the arrogance, and I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death. Their body is fat and pampered. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore, therefore, their pride is like a necklace. Violence covers them like a garment, like a long, luxurious robe. You guys have heard me speak that uh, psalm a few times here on my podcast, but Justin also showed me this verse, and I, and I thought to myself, and I said out loud, yes, this is a great chapter. I have read this psalm before here on my podcast, and this is actually Asaph talking here. He was a magician of David, and he is pleading to the Lord about um, how the wicked continue to thrive and not suffer for their sins. I have had moments like these, and when you read the whole chapter in context, it brings a lot of relief. Um, I have recently had moments of jealousy for my two siblings being uh, engaged to be married and I have compared myself to them instead of trusting God's plan for my I, life. I have too. My yeah. my brother just got, um, not just, but he got married uh, a few years ago. And then he, um, now he has a little one. Wow. Um, yeah. A little Florina. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's, yeah, it can be it's Romanian. Just letting you guys know. Gotcha. Um... You know what, you guys? We're running tight on time. I, I do have here uh, in my notes to read Psalm 73, but we don't have time. But go read it on your own time. When you read it all in context, it really brings a lot of relief to... If you do struggle with like comparing yourself with people who just have everything going right for them, go check out Psalm 73. There are other scriptures that talk about um, like God's... They're, they're like certain people that are not living godly lives and it's hard to trust God with your life there's scriptures where it says that God actually laughs at those people um, we are going to get into a little bit of Hebrew here in a second um, Psalm 25 17 through 18 out of the Amplified um, do you think that's true? I don't really know I don't know either. So we have I a note. I just thought it was a good quote. Yeah. So Justin said here um, that comparing is a sin. Well, and comparing is sinning. Yeah. I think com- comparing as of uh, people comparing ourselves in a way of thinking, oh, he's better than me, or she, or I'm better than her, than her. Or just stuff like that. Not comparing of like, what's the difference between the two lamps? You sure. Know? What's the difference between the two doors? Sure. <laughs> you know, there's kind of context of what I meant by that. Sure. I think, I'm thinking like maybe, maybe, I mean, it could be a form of pride if you think about it when you compare yourself. Well, I mean, it could be opposite. Like, oh, he's much better than I am. Yeah, you're right. But that could be that could still be a form of pride. You're trying to find something gratifying in your own flesh. And I just I don't think that's right. Anyway, 
Okay, Psalm 25, 17 through 18. The troubles of my heart are multiplied. Bring me out of my distress. Look upon my affliction and my trouble and forgive all of my sins. Um, the Hebrew word for the word distresses is the word Matsuka. Matsuka. This word is used as a noun and it means straightness, distress, straits, or stress. I was not able to find out how to spell this Hebrew word. I'm sorry. I've been explaining to my listeners about um, how to spell Hebrew words in case they're taking notes mm-hmm. so they can go back and backtrack. Um, and then I asked Justin what he thinks stress comes from and he said from not being in co- not being in control or being in a circumstance that makes you uncomfortable. And I remember hearing that from you and I thought that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. In moments of stress and troubles, we see David pour out his heart to the Lord. And we can do the same, beloved. We can put into practice what David did, and God will hear our pains and our cries. Well, amen and amen. That is our message on how to walk with the Lord. And look, my MacBook is about to die. My MacBook is on 17%. we got to finish this in three minutes. I'm going to share the gospel real quick. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna read. I'm just gonna explain the gospel real quick here. So, for those of you that don't know the gospel, sin came into this world, and it separated us from God. And the prophets talked about a coming Messiah that would save us from our sins, and his name was Jesus. He came 2,000 years ago to save us from our sins and make us in right standing with God. And for those who put their trust in Jesus for your sins and follow God's will for your life, you are saved. Revelation talks about the book of life and the book of death. If you trust in Christ and seek God's will for your life and repent from your sins, um, which means it's the Greek word metanoia and it means to change your mind. But Jesus said, let the changing of your mind have its action. Um, If you are saved, your name is found in the book of life. And we will figure out at the end of the age whether our names are found in that book or not. And so, um, yeah, Justin, I know I told you before, but uh, you got a minute and 30 seconds. I want you to, you can say whatever you want to say that would, in, that would encourage my listeners. I just want to say uh, thank you for listening to this number one <laughs> and understanding at least i hope so oh, yeah. of everything that we are we have been going through and josiah has been going through throughout this whole um season of his life of going doing these podcasts mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we're all growing in this together um that I just kind of want to come back to the my quote that I had of the the double whammy. Yep. The that uh, the devil can come to you and say that oh look at all this and you feel unclean, uh, or you can look at yourself. And say, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm unclean because we're so close to God. And we don't realize how close we are to God sometimes. Mm. 
That's so, so good. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me, Justin. Yeah, it's for sure. Blast. And uh, I love you so much. I love you too, man. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this part two uh, as we talk about trials and tribulations with the Lord. See you, listeners. Bye, guys.